welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Yeah, even though we're like in a third week of 2024, you know, it's always exciting to be here. This is Bring It In The House podcast show where we spotlight musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. I'm your host, Millie Mills. And we have a wonderful, wonderful guest in the house tonight, award-winning saxophonist, musician, Mr. Marcus Click. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Millie. You're very, very uh, welcome, Marcus. Thank a pleasure. You so thank much. you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for stopping by, man. I know you have a busy schedule, but you, you managed to come on in. <laughs> Come on yes. in and talk with us. Yeah. So, Indeed. hey, if you guys just tuning in, you you know, you don't want to miss this one. It's going to be a great, great show. Mm-hmm. Now, Marcus, uh, tell us where you're from. You know, we always like to start out the show with, the, you know, giving a shout out to your hometown, your alma mater. And so you're from Louisville, right? Yes. Louisville, Kentucky, the bluegrass state and the mm-hmm. city of where Muhammad Ali grew up. Okay. See, I didn't know that. See, you always learn something new when you have a guest Mm -hmm. on the show. I didn't know that. Man, you have done so many things. You know, I was looking over over your bio and everything. Now, now early on, you were thinking about playing pro football, right? That's correct. Okay, so we we got a picture here of you in your early days. Oh, yeah, that's me uh, in high school. <laughs> Nothing but legs, right? <laughs> what position did you play? Uh, I played wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, okay. I like to run and catch the ball. Wide receiver, yeah. That was the main position, yes. So what, what made you turn? What made you pivot from the, your interest as a pro football player to a musician? Well, to make a long story short, I, I, you know, most mm-hmm. kids growing up want to, they aspire to be a pro athlete at some level, uh, you know, and, and although my father, my family, our background is basketball, you know, oh. my father, the late um, Robert Graves, he's uh, a legend in Louisville, my hometown, mm-hmm. for high school basketball, and uh, so... He's in the Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame. But I wanted to play football because I watched it probably more than basketball. And then, you know, I guess growing up, I was taller than everyone. But then I guess later on in high school, I stopped growing and everybody passed me up. So and then they were saying in pot run, oh, you can't do this. You're too small. Actually, that just fueled me. So I was, (laughs) yeah, I I was, hey. You tell me I can't do something, I'm really to prove you wrong. So, yeah, uh, you know, I like going against the odds. And, and so, you know, and I and I loved it. Yeah, I watched so many games and great players and met some of them growing up. And uh, but to pivot and go to music, well, music mm-hmm. actually was there, I would say, before football. Uh, I started out in elementary school and how that got started. Well, I get credit to my mom because she used to play music all the time around the house. You know, know, Grover Washington Jr., uh, you name it. I mean, I can't remember all the, you know, some of the 
people she used to play. But I remember Grover and what influenced me really was, like I said, I started in grade school, I think about second, third grade. And I started in the Woodwinds class for flute. But I didn't really want to play the flute. So I was watching this uh, contestant on the Miss America pageant. And she was playing the saxophone. And oh. um, and then the fact that I like Grover's music, uh, really? Grover and David Sanborn and some others, right. uh, I went back to a music class one day and I was kind of shy. So I waited till everyone left the classroom and I asked mm -hmm. the teacher, is it possible I could change instruments? <laughs> he said, well, what is it? Uh, so he gave me a piece of chalk no dry eraser, it was chalk. So back to date myself. So I drew what I thought was an alto, and he figured it out. He said, Oh, yeah, the alto. <laughs> and, and so I said, Yeah, that's it. And because uh, I couldn't remember the name, I thought saw it on TV. And so um, the rest is history. I started out, changed instruments. Thankfully, my mother hadn't purchased the flute yet. <laughs> yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. So I got the alto um, and just went through elementary school band, did concerts and that type of thing. I played through middle school. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, but, uh, and actually I became, in middle school, I was second chair alto. So I was advancing up, you know. Yeah. But I got into football around that time too. And I started playing you know, Pop Warner and that type of stuff and went on to high school. And, but then uh, put the saxophone down. Years later, came around, joined the Navy, uh, got turned on to jazz when I was in the Navy, early in the Navy. And uh, the older gentleman turned me on to some smooth jazz. Okay. I didn't know what smooth jazz was. I, I mean, I just heard guys playing the horn, you know. But, mm -hmm. um, but that was like a three-year period, I was in. I was stationed in Japan on the USS Midway, and I, I got mm -hmm. turned on after. I, actually, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I was about eighteen years old. Yeah, very handsome, very Thank handsome. Nice. <laughs> so I was. About, did, huh? I didn't mean to interrupt, but you did what about thirteen years in the military? I, I did eleven active duty and two reserve. So yeah, about thirteen years, and I. That's another story. I just felt like it was time to thank you. I just mm -hmm. felt like it was time to move on to something else. You know, I I didn't want to go overseas and travel away from home, away from family, and you know, go to war and you just never know if you're gonna make it back. And I just didn't. I got tired of having those kind of thoughts, and because uh, I experienced things out at sea, which is another thing, another story, which were tragic and sad and. You know, stuff that even made the headlines, I think, back before I came home uh, in 90, I think our ship had an explosion on it and, you know, claiming some lives. And, uh, yeah, so that was devastating. And uh, thankfully, I was about to leave at that time. But, mm -hmm. uh, but from the Navy, I got turned on to jazz. A lot has happened during this time period. Uh, older gentleman turned me on to some Spyrogyra. Uh, Najee, uh, you name it, uh, Yellow Jackets, uh, Gerald Albright, and et cetera. And then when I left Japan, I got back to the States and, and I 
asked my twin brother, Mark, at the uh -huh. time he was in the Navy. We were stationed in Pensacola together. And he went back to Kentucky, our hometown, Louisville. And uh, I said, bring my saxophone back. So my mom still had my alto from grade school. It's here with me now. I don't really play it, but sometimes I might mess around on it. Oh. So he, yeah, so he brought it back to Florida, uh, and I picked it up. I was rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I was rusty, and uh, but I was turned on to jazz. I was intrigued. So what I did was I uh, started taking lessons again in music classes, and so to kind of get it back. And, yes. Uh, and it, believe it or not, it was like riding a bike. I kind of, you know, uh -huh. was getting the hang of it. But then yeah. along the way, I was, you know, I didn't know I had a gift of playing by ear because I learned music by sheet music. Sheet, yeah, know? in and school. So, right. Uh -huh. So uh, so I, I began to do small functions for free, you know. Yeah. I played at fashion shows. I did church events, uh -huh. you know, maybe uh -huh. a solo or so. A, a song at an outreach or what have you. And then I was getting better, but I wasn't still at the professional level sounding, you know, musician. So uh -huh. uh, met, start meeting a lot of people in the music industry, other artists. And uh, I would go to concerts and study the saxophonists. And uh -huh. uh, so that really kind of really piqued my interest in the, even more. Then when people started telling me I should get serious, uh, I was like, serious? What do you mean? <laughs> um, that's a confirmation that you're yeah, yeah. good. You need so to go I, forward. I, yeah, I, I was put on spot in church to do solos and like nervous as I don't know what. And uh, <laughs> gosh, and that's really how I got to start playing on a regular basis in church. So from that... Um, uh, you know, I, I started doing more functions and getting invited to events and whatnot. Uh, so then years later, fast forward, I started, I think it was around 2006 or seven or eight or somewhere around there, early 2000s. I met a guy named Joseph Urio. Uh, I, I got some advice, first of all, because uh, I, I met Nelson Rangel and he was like, I met him after the concert and he was like, uh, you sound like you're a musician at the crossroads. Cause I said, well, how, how, what do you do to practice and how do you get better? And so he told me to hire the best musician in Jacksonville, uh, and pay him. And so he said, go to your local college. And so I went to the call, the Dean of music at two of the universities here, Jacksonville university and university of North Florida. And they gave me a guy named Joseph Urio. I come find out he had toured with uh, Peebo Bryson and some other artists. Yeah. And so we met and we had lessons every weekend for an hour and, you know, maybe a little longer once a week. Then I, he gave me homework every week and then I'd meet with him on the weekend. And for about a year and a half, we would uh, meet. I, either he'd come to my house or I'd go where on campus or wherever mm -hmm. his uh, place was, you know, where he conducted uh, lessons. So, um, so from there, I had also met a gentleman named Mel Holder. Uh, 
another saxophonist, uh, inspirational and smooth jazz artist. Uh -huh. And he, I met him at my church where I was attending when I, everything started to happen. And he uh, happened to be in town for a conference. And it's funny because at that time I had a, I had purchased his cassette tape. Uh -huh. Cassette tape. So I don't know if you got that. But. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to say anything. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I uh, purchased his tape, loved it. I said, you know, I like this. And so ended up meeting him. And because the lady, uh, one of our musicians in the church band at the time, uh, told me, uh, you ought to come back. Uh, Mel Holder's going to be here in concert. I said, who? Mel Holder. You never heard of him? I said, oh, okay. So I showed up that night, and I saw him getting the saxophone. Y'all ran up on the stage like it was Christmas or something. And to, I was so excited to meet him. He didn't know who I was. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I met him, uh, let him set up. And it was it was a nice treat because uh, that Sunday service, I was able to play with him. And uh, so that, that was awesome. I mean, compared to now, yeah, I was like, Ugh. I was okay. You know, I, I did what I had to do, but it was it was a treat. And from that point on, we stayed in touch. Actually, one of the songs that we did together on my new CD, Brand New Day, is, is uh, me and Mel produced it, but uh, uh, Higher Ground, the Stevie Wonder classic. So, right. Yeah. So that's on my CD. Check it out. Wow. We and gotta uh, check it out. Yeah. Everybody out there, check it out. Okay. And, and I will. I want to just pause there for a minute because you got a lot of people tuning into the show. And, we, you know, we always like to recognize those who are viewing, you know, Linda Jackson in Arkansas, my classmate. She's in there. Your publicist, Desiree. Hey. <laughs> Arius, yeah, Arius Heard. In, uh, he's in Phoenix. Uh, so a lot of people check it. Will, William Coleman. He's in, uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we I, I was uh, looking on YouTube and I found your single Brand New Day. And um so you gotta tell us a little bit about it because I know it debuted um like at uh tell us is it number one for the number one spins on the smooth jazz charts? Right. That single debuted number one on uh actually uh the most spins added from radio uh on Billboard. Uh, Billboard, yeah, yes. Billboard, and so that song actually was uh, produced by Jonathan Fritzen. You familiar with Jonathan Fritzen? Uh, I met him through uh, his former manager um, Bruce Marble, which I found out only lives thirty minutes from me in St. Augustine, Florida, and um, that's a story how that happened. And so <laughs> things start to tie together, and I met uh, uh, Jonathan Fritzen. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked and we said, hey, let's let's do a song. And so we came up with a brand new day. Well, actually, mm -hmm. he didn't. I named it. He wrote the song and knocked it out of the park. And, uh, you know. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's take a listen to it.
we didn't want to play too much of it because you know, hey, we we um of course uh, don't want to get into that copyright thing. So <laughs> at least we want the viewers to know what they're missing out on. If you're sleeping on the, you know, you haven't heard this super talented, award-winning saxophonist musician Marcus Click, then hey. There it is. You need to go to his YouTube channel or go to his website. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of, you know, you know, information there. Let me put that YouTube. Uh, let me, I mean, your website up there. Here we go. Check him out. MarcusClick.com. There you go. You can find out more about Marcus and, and all his great works and performances and so much more. I don't want to, uh, you know, like cut into where we were at that time, but you were telling us about that that single there, Brand New Day, and how it all came about, right? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was a great collaboration, and uh, so built a great relationship with him now, and, and I'm looking forward to doing some more work with him in the future. Um, mm -hmm. You know, also with the album, th there's so many great artists and producers that you know, want to support me. Uh, like I said, Mel Holder, uh, William Green, he's out of Atlanta. He he's he used to write for the SOS band. And, oh. Yeah, he's a keyboardist, but he we did three songs uh, on the project. We did, um, uh, what did we do? Morning Joy, the first song. Uh, we released that to radio January 8th. We did, uh, 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 what else? Follow Your Heart. Uh, it's a ballad, number 10 on the CD. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else did we do? We did another song. Uh, bear with me. Together We Stand. Together We Stand. It's a great song, too. And that song came about during the pandemic. Well, actually, I worked on the entire album, album uh, during the pandemic, but Together We Stand was released kind of like right in, in that period as a single. Wow. That's amazing how all of that came about. Oh, my gosh. And I was reading, you know, all the greats that you worked with. Um, this album is just full, full of super talented uh, musicians. I mean, how did it feel? Because uh, a lot of them are like Grammy Award winners and nominated Dove Awards. Stella Awards. Ah. Yeah, uh, Mel, Mel Holder, my mentor, he is a, a Dove Award and, and Stella Award finalist, uh, Grammy nominee, uh, also a Billboard uh, chart-topping artist. Uh, Roger Ryan, he's a multi-Grammy uh, nominee. Actually, he, he just tells me, just say multi, multiple. Uh, <laughs> he, I yeah. saw his Grammy uh, nominations and in a studio when we recorded on the inside, uh, check that out. He's out of Nashville. So I actually flew up to Nashville and we recorded that song in one night or actually a day, I would say. And then I'll, next morning I was on back to Jacksonville. So the song turned out very nice. He has eight Grammy nominations. Eight? Yes. Wow. He's, he's worked with some top artists. You just have to Google and, and check him out. But uh, yeah. Eight. Well, that's gonna be you pretty soon. That's gonna be you pretty soon, you know. Hey, I'm. Hey, I feel like I'm close. So yeah, so, you're rubbing I, shoulders. You know, working with some. You know, when you're in that type of company, you can't help 
But you know, those blessings all had to spill over on you. So it's hey, coming. I, I received that, and uh, just a matter of time. I'm patient. I don't dwell on it. I just keep grinding and, and enjoy what I'm doing. You know, that's and, it. And uh, I believe everything else will fall in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah, and that's that's good to hear you say enjoy because a lot of times we want to get to the you know, get to the end before it's over, you know, before we even begin, we were worried about getting the, you know, all the big awards and we forget to enjoy the process. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, enjoy the journey along the way. So it's good to hear you say that. And so you're a very busy man, you know, with all your tour dates, I saw your performance dates from last year and you got a lot of dates coming up this year. And, you know, you have, a beautiful family. So how do you juggle it all? Tell us the secret. Well, um, you know, my sons were the priority and, you know, one thing I got to be realistic and, and also, you know, oh. when, when they were much smaller, I was trying, I was aspiring to really release my album, but, uh, you know, I just took my time and asked God, I'll, I'll set that aside and take care of my boys, you know, and yes, things yes. start to fall in place after that. And and I and and I would say that I needed to be ready. Uh, I wasn't mm -hmm. as ready as I thought I was when I wanted to put this CD out. And uh, but now my, as you see, my tallest son, he's six three now, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. the, the shorter young fella, Justice, he's he's about my height almost. And he's just, <laughs> yeah, he's just 14. And wow. Mark, Marcus is 19 and, and they play basketball. And so they're gonna make the NBA and then hey, I'll retire. No. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't put that pressure on them. Pressure but, on them, yeah. Uh they're they're awesome young men, very smart and intelligent. Mm -hmm. Uh they get that from their dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they make good grades in school and, and all, and, and and their mom is is you know she was a a, a ball player too. I played football and basketball and track, and their mom played uh, basketball in college as well. So it runs in the family too. In the family. So, uh, you know, but you know, aside from that, you mentioned one thing that also inspired me too was the fact that. Um, when I got the award, I, I won the AMG uh, Instrumentalist of the Year Award back in 2019. That's true. Uh, you know, right before, actually, was it before the pandemic? Yeah, before the pandemic. Yeah, right before the pandemic. And that motivated me, too. And then the next year is when everything just went crazy, you know. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm locked in the house. I might as yeah. well get busy, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, actually, I'm thankful for that. And that, like I said, motivated me. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I see it. Look, there you go. There it is. Oh, congrats. Yep. That is the AMG Award. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. And that stands for Artist Music Guild Award, right? Right. Okay. All right. Congrats. So now it's time for Grammys and such. <laughs> yes, Thank yes. You. And and you know, it's amazing how 
Well, to me, it seems like your journey's been short, but it might seem longer to you because you're actually in it. But I mean, for you to, you know, really in that short amount of time ac- accomplish so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just believe, you know, it's, it's, it was a divine appointment on how things have, the destiny, how things have lined up and how things have been fast forwarded. Um, I believe if, if our, we're doing the right things, where we have a good heart behind and good motives, I believe that's when our blessings really start to manifest. But if you're out there trying to do things the wrong way, it's not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. And it's it's definitely not going to be something you want to remember or even talk about because typically it's something that's going to end bad or wrong. So I'm just thankful that God has blessed me and has redeemed the time in areas that or really, you know, destined for me to be a part of, but not only that, because it's my passion. Yes. You know? uh, and as much as I want to play pro sports, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Because <laughs> then I might have concussions and broken bones and everything, you know? You never know. You but, never know. But, but the music inspires people, especially the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the parents come up to me after shows and they talk about, Hey, my kid is playing saxophone. What kind of pointers can you give me? Or if a kid is there with their parent, uh, depending on the type of venue, uh, you know, I just try to encourage them and and mm-hmm. recommend they practice, 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 listen, listen, listen. Uh, yeah. That's what was told to me, and it works. But you yes. got to time in, uh, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, there's times when way before I got serious that. Uh, you know, people tell me you need to practice more. I picked the saxophone up for maybe 15, 20 minutes and thought I did something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I had to really put some time in, hours, uh, not all day. You can if you want to, but I don't think it really takes that much. If you're yeah. consistent, you're going to develop muscle memory. And, you know, and if it's your passion, you're going to be driven. You know, you're going to be driven to be successful. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you, you're going to be a top recording artist. You're just going to get some type of benefit or satisfaction for yourself out of it. And yeah. it used to be therapy for me. You know, I used to play it, and felt good, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I start playing out public, and that's when I start yeah. thinking about it a little bit more, you know. You start touching lives. You start right, touching right. lives. Touching lives, and then I start meeting people like Najee, mm-hmm. and we become good friends over the years. And he's giving me pointers. Oh, I uh, love him. Yeah, uh, Mary Meadows. Uh, he's giving me pointers. We stay in touch often. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, uh, Bruce Allen. I'm not sure if you remember Allen and Allen, the gospel jazz band. Uh, no. But he's a keyboard guy, and he encouraged me. He don't know he encouraged me because <laughs> I don't want to put him out there like that. But he said something I didn't like when I was growing musically. Uh-huh. What that did was it just propelled me. Okay, I'll prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so I was just always been up for a challenge, even when I'm challenge. Yeah. You know. Uh, 
but it, it, it was all good because you know he's he uh reached out to me recently hey we need to do something together <laughs> it wasn't always like that you know so right, right. that made me feel good you know yes i also read oh i didn't mean to interrupt but i also yeah. read that um percussionist of course sheila e kind of encouraged you as well yes um when email started happening <laughs> no it, it was out <laughs> for a while but but i emailed her uh one time and she responded and gave me some pointers uh, mm -hmm. and, and it really stuck with me. She said, uh, just remember, it's not always how good you are. It's, you know, if, if there's auditions or cattle calls, they call it, uh, used to call mm -hmm. it, try to get, get in one an audition uh, and it's who you know a lot of times yeah. too. So that really encouraged me. And and so when I would go to concerts, like I said, I would check musicians out and and uh yeah I enjoyed it, but then I would go home and try to rehearse what they did. But yeah. I needed, but I needed to know what it was and how they did it and just it's just so much behind the instrument than just making noises. You know, it's got different patterns, scales, and uh, just a lot of work. And a lot of people take musicians for granted. Uh, they don't realize how much work is put into it and their craft. And yet some some promoters don't want to pay, uh, you know. But I think, you know, over time, if you really dedicate yourself, it'll pay off. It'll pay off. Uh, it just takes yeah. time and perseverance. Amen. Yeah. Guys, we're out of time. We're out of time. I told you it was going to go quick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time, and we really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much, Marcus. Any last words, any shout-outs, or anything you want to do before we go? Uh, I got to give you that. Shout-out shout out to all the people who joined, support me. Uh, I appreciate your continued support. Uh, Spread the word, brand new day. Brand new day. Uh, you know, new stuff will be coming out soon. I won't say when, but this is still hot off the press. This was released last May, and, you know, we're still promoting singles on radio. Uh, and my new calendar will be up on MarcusClick.com. Uh, mm -hmm. I do have some upcoming dates. I'm going to be in Athens, Georgia, uh, February 25th at Hotel Indigo. I'm doing two shows. The first show's at 6.30. The second one's at 7.45. Then I have a Florida tour coming up uh, in Miami, March 8th, and uh, uh, Sarasota, Florida, March 10th. And we have some more dates coming out too soon uh, that I cannot announce at the moment. But uh, I'm going to be in Baltimore. Uh, stay posted. Uh I'm going to be in Kentucky. I'm going to be in Texas coming up. Uh, so stay tuned. I love you. God bless. And I appreciate oh, yeah. your support. And you need to follow me on Spotify. <laughs> I got you. I got you locked in. We all got you locked in, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the award-winning Marcus Click. We thank you so much for stopping by and sharing your wisdom and time with us. We love you, and we pray that you're 
you continue with your success. God Thank bless. you very much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye.